live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. Today, we are going to discuss the war cry for Easter. And with me is our editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Hello, Colonel Foley. Good to be with you again. Always good to be with you, sir. And also with us is our producer, Elizabeth. Hello there. I think I I was saying Elizabeth, and I just went, Elizabeth, and my voice just kind of you know, went out on me. I apologize for that. It happens to me all the time. Well, you know what's happening to me right now? And Jeff, you're probably sharing the same struggles that I am because Elizabeth is probably still immune, but spring is in full blown here in Alexandria, Virginia. And we love the beautiful colors of fall. And when spring comes in, uh, Jeff, I can barely see spring oh. because my eyes are stuffy and puffy and watery and I'm sneezing and I'm, uh, but I know it's one of the things. And are you a seasonal allergy sufferer like I am? You know, it's funny. I, I have never really been, allergies have not been a problem for me, but in this area, in this DC area, it's so low, the ground's so low, the, the fecundity of nature is so great. I don't think anybody can escape allergies in this region. And that's not even considering the news that comes out of the government in the Beltway. Which can be a, a daily, sometimes an hourly allergic reaction. Oh, I just broke it on in hives once again. What, what about you, Elizabeth? Not to get too personal. No, here, but let's talk about it. Are you okay with the allergies? Are you you loving on spring? I have to reveal, this is the first year I'm feeling those allergy vibes. Really? I have that medicine with the blue top. Ah. Clar- was okay. it Claritin Clear? It's a Claritin. Yeah, the yeah. Claritin. Yeah. I'm on it. Uh, uh, sometimes the Claritin stuff is just not, not strong enough for me. So, Jeff, I went yesterday and I got what I call my old people shot. Uh, I got the oh. booster booster to the shingles. Oh yes, uh, vaccination. I know we're getting we're TMI here. Everybody's tuning out tuning out right now. I but know. but you know, <laughs> uh, we've talked about this before. We're two old grumpy men in the balcony, like the yep. Muppets. Yeah, and blah, so blah, blah. we talk about our aches and pains. So I got I got the second booster of the shingles vaccination because I hear shingles is like incredibly awful and painful to have. So we don't want to have that. Right. Mm -hmm. So my good wife, who is, you know, making sure that I'm staying healthy because we still haven't had our COVID shots yet. And yes, I'm going to get the COVID shot as soon as it comes. I'm eligible. But we got our our old people shot. And I had to be honest because they said, are you are you sick? And I said, yes. And they they were looking at me like, do you have COVID? And I was like, no. Have you tested positive for COVID? I said, no, but I've tested pollen for every, I've been tested positive for every known pollen that there is in Alexandria. And it's just killing me. She said, come on in. We're going to get you that other shot. So yeah. good. Anyways, good. That's yeah, my that's, grumpy old man. <laughs> well, it's an innovation. I think it's an innovation, that new shot. And I think it's for anybody 50 and over. Yeah, I think so. And oh. and I know, I mean, that, uh, there are podcasts out there for vaccinations and anti-vaxxers and all that kind of stuff. We don't, we don't get into that. 
Uh, I've taken vaccinations as I've traveled all over the world and I have seen all kinds of different, been exposed to all kinds of different things. And, uh, I just happen to, uh, be one of these people that maybe people would see me, Jeff as naive, but I kind of believe what the scientists are, are about and what the CDC is about. So I'm, I'm all good with that. Yeah. I mean, really on that subject, we are so blessed as a generation that, that to have vaccines, to have antibiotics, it, it you know, it, the medicine has done such wonders in that regard for us. Well, you and I um, are broadcasting here today uh, again. While we're still, as we're making this, we're still in the COVID um, settings, though I think the pandemic, at least in our area, is starting to, I don't want to say wind down, but the numbers are coming down quite drastically. And as people are getting uh, vaccinated and herd immunity is starting to grow a little bit, but we still here at NHQ are following COVID protocols and and most of our staff is is still working remotely. Jeff, I was thinking, you know, we've celebrated a year now. We want to say celebrate, but it's been a year, Uh, but it would, it's interesting. Uh, I think our listeners would like to know this, and I'll ask you this question. It's not on our script, but it's coming to my mind. Um, in this pandemic, uh, we have still hit every one of our deadlines for everything that we have printed from War Cries to uh, Word and Deed to Peer Magazine to Crest Books. How, sir, did you make that happen? Yeah, that's a multifaceted answer. But I, you know, not only have we hit deadlines, Colonel, um, but I think we've done it. We've always wanted to achieve excellence or pursue excellence in our work. And I think we have managed to do that while meeting those deadlines. Obviously, technology is a big part of that. The uh, Army headquarters has been so very good in supplying us with technology that we need. Teams, for instance, Microsoft Teams, uh, working collaboratively on Adobe Creative Cloud has been instrumental to it. But, you know, our work involves collaboration. There's a synergy in our work in, in the creative field that we're in. We just feed off of each other's ideas and comments and criticisms and and explorations and we're we've been able to maintain that re- working remotely, um, and so that's been a real plus. And also, there's pluses and minuses to working in, in remotely together. But um, one of them is that actually the focus increases our quantity and our connectivity. We're able to reach out further. So I commend. I commend. Uh, the administration. I commend you for seeing us through this. For of course, you're always hitting your deadlines, and you're always on top of the schedule. But I commend our staff, uh, including Elizabeth, all she does, and our, our designers, our our editors, our administrators. Just um, they've all they've all risen to the occasion, and that's because we find purpose in our work. And the way there's a responsibility the Army has given us as stewards to work well with the resources we have. So we always keep that in mind. Well, congratulations to you and to our entire team. And I think our listeners and readers of the War Cry uh, would acknowledge that, uh, that the the relevancy, uh, the look, uh, the inspiration of what has been coming out of these offices, uh, our remote offices, 
uh, has been uh, excellent. And I've been incredibly proud to be associated with this. Uh, I was I was talking um, with Major Swain uh, on a previous podcast a little bit where you, you never think that you're making history while you're in the middle of it, but we really are making history here in our 140th year uh, and more history to be made uh, as we go, go down the road. But uh, thank you to both of you, uh, Elizabeth and Jeff, for what you're doing. I, I have to add that, you know, you've stressed in your, as editor in chief, that we need time to, you know, so that we're not always under the gun of schedule and deadline to have time to, think, reflect, be creative, reach out. And I think that's been a big part of our work as well. We, you know, tried to build it into our schedule and I think it's worked. And my goodness, we're riding a wave that so many in our culture are in that technology is allowing us to reach further than before in terms of contacting people, working with them, et cetera. I'm always curious how we're going to pivot when we, you know, when we come out of this, when we're most of us are inoculated and we're not wearing the mask anymore and that we go, we go back. Will we, what will be some of the lessons that we take uh, with us? And I think, I think for me, the biggest lesson is the need to be intentional about communication, internal communication. Um, and you have, you have been able to foster an environment where our team has been able to, uh, criticize uh, and strike down and build up and create uh, in in so many unique ways, and I, I just hope going forward that we we don't lose that sort of uh, framework uh, that kind of uh, organically arose during this time. So important, and also you have you know brought in new writers and contributors, and that has been a, 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 an essential part of our work as well. So we need to continue that as well. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm just so uh, it is it, just easy. I mean, it's this been quote unquote easy for me just because of uh, the 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 client the the type of talent that we have on our staff and uh, the personalities and everybody. And there's nobody on this staff that says, "Oh, I can't do that. I won't do that." Uh, everybody gets in. They figure out ways to get it done, and and uh, we pivot. And we've done it. And so I know this is a lot of patting ourselves on the back. It but, is. I don't want to be, you know. But I, but I think it, I think it is important because we, we are, we're not talking about the, the Easter war cry. And, and as we're, we're sitting here talking about the Easter war cry, I have a, I have a, a test, a text from my 93 year old father that just came. He said, uh, Hey, uh, what's with your status? Are you still down in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> and he says that the the new war cry is missing the editor's comments. So sad. So I have to write my dad say, you know, we traditionally don't put the editor's comments, the editor in chief's comments in either the Christmas or the Easter war cry. But that that beautifully segues in. And I love my dad so much. You know, I haven't been able to see my father in 18 months. Um, I talk to him almost every week. Uh, and he's he's doing well. He's got his shots, and so he's riding around his community on his little scooter, uh, going to Walmart. You know, there he is on the sidewalk. You know, doing that. Uh, it's great. God bless him. But I, I that kind of leads me to to think a little bit. 
Yeah, we we could a lot of times on these these talks we talk about you know articles and the other things, but I think it might be interesting to do a little bit behind the scenes uh, on on this particular the Easter twenty twenty one war cry. Um, Jeff, tell tell our listeners a little bit about print runs of the Easter war cry. How does that how does that work uh, for for us? Well, it, you know, Christmas and Easter are considered special issues for us, um, and the field, you know, we support the field in our work daily, but it's particularly at Christmas and Easter when the when Salvation Army officers and personnel are doing outreach activities, uh, having um, Holy Week programs, um, and particularly at Christmas, you know, uh, reaching out to help people in need uh, as well as Easter. So that they. Traditionally, the Easter and Christmas issues have been a tool of ministry that is especially um, useful at the Easter and Christmas season. So we have developed an online portal. You know, circulation is a whole other topic in our business that we are continually trying to improve. But uh, core officers, et cetera, can go into a portal we have and order the copies they need for those kind of outreach programs. Um, and interestingly enough, the uh, of course, the print world in general has seen a decline in terms of uh, print runs, et cetera. But, you know, traditionally, and we've been printing 141 years, but traditionally the Christmas and Easter issues are, you know, larger print runs compared to our monthly issue. Uh, this uh, Easter issue, we printed 375,000 of the regular print edition and 131,000 of the large print edition. The large print edition actually has grown from 50,000 several years ago to this current print run. And we provide the, the large print war cry on Nord newspaper text so it's easier to handle for folks. And that is particularly useful as a, uh, as a, a tool used in places like nursing homes, uh, et cetera. And uh, there's many populations we're serving through these special issues, including those who are incarcerated. Um, and uh, so behind the scenes, we do have a uh, circulation managers in the territories and our own national circulation manager, Bethany Pacino does a great job for us, who is providing customer service to the field so that we can generate accurate um, mailing lists and really work with distribution channels to get these magazines to where they need to be. And we've supplemented that lately, well over the past, I'd say three years, with uh, using alternative carriers to the post office, including FedEx and UPS, for problem deliveries so that we can solve those and make sure we get them on time. The Easter issue, Christmas issues go to press early. We like to get them in the hands of the field early in the production cycle so that they have them um, many weeks before the actual Easter Holy Week events take place, so they can use it in their programs leading up to this these special um, holidays. Uh, way back in in um, in my uh, officership, you know, Jeff, I've told you I used to sell the War Cry uh, as a cadet uh, in bars and out have my guitar and I'd, we'd sing outside of a post office, and you know you. So I'm I've I've been around this magazine in that context. I know that sounds like back before fire was invented, but um, I I have I've been with this magazine as a writer, contributing writer, uh, 
way back. And also, but I just, I, we use the magazine as an effective tool to open doors of conversation with people. And I think I've told you about the time my wife and I were doing a weekly Bible study in a rest home where we were the, the main pastors that came on a Thursday, every Thursday morning for an hour. And half the people in the room probably had Alzheimer's and dementia. The other half were there. And this was an opportunity for us to, you know, how we, we had a second congregation of people that literally are forgotten about. But the thing, Jeff, that I remember about our magazine, every issue that goes out, there are people that sit with this magazine for a long time. It, it, in a rest home, it sits on their, their table where their meals are brought in. Um, so, you know, oftentimes you hear me say, I think we need to have like an inspiring picture or something, you know, to look at something, you know, that way. But you and I have been recipients of letters um, from prisoners um, we had a, a letter recently that came from a prisoner who said, I was looking at a bed sheet and I was looking at the war cry. And that's all I had in this solitary confinement cell. And I had been thinking about using that bed sheet to end my life. And it was the words that were in the war cry. And say what you will about people that are in prisons. They're still people and they're still souls and, and God still loves them and cares for them. So Jeff, uh, what you do, and you've you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Um, boy, this must bring great satisfaction for you whenever we finish a print run and this magazine gets out, and it it it's to the hands of the angels that we ask to dispense it and push it out there. You know, it's so true. It's such a blessed work, and we just pray that God uses his word and our work to do his will. But, you know, you talk about what you did with the work right in the past and how people would use it on street corners and open airs and circulate in, in bars and taverns. You know, that passion, that passion that the army has and continues to have is really what's behind all of our work. And we just look for new ways to fuel that passion with our publications. And that's why I'm passionate that I think our officer and soldiers uh, you know, need not take this magazine for uh, for granted. And I know there's a lot of clamoring these days that we we don't want the print. And but you know what, Jeff, there are people that are getting this magazine that would never get it if it wasn't delivered to them by a person and if it wasn't actually tangible, something that they can hold uh, in their hand. You know, I can't help but think that given all of the social media, all the avenues of communication and channels of media that we have, it's ironic that they can develop myopia. People can only listen to their own channels and get feedback for those who agree with them. While what we try to do is we try to address the common good. You know, the Army is trying to do the most good. Our podcast is, you know, fight for good. We're trying to identify what's co what commonality we have as human beings. Um, and we can celebrate that in our work. And, of course, that's infused by the basic knowledge and message of Jesus Christ the Savior. We talk an awful lot in the Salvation Army about our mission. And the theme around here is, you know, do the mission. But sometimes we forget what the mission is, and the mission is to dispense the message of the gospel, the message that Jesus Christ is the way of salvation. Jesus is the way 
to eternal life. Uh, he says it himself and his resurrection that we celebrate in this particular issue of the war cry is, uh, you know, a testimony to that. But I, I, I like the fact, fact Jeff, that w- the, the, both the Christmas and the Easter war cries have a very, very special niche. And could you talk and address that? Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, you certainly. And, you know, I know that lately evangelicalism has some rather negative connotations associated with it. But, and and in this day of political correctness and not wanting to offend, et cetera, we can be hesitant to really proclaim the good news of salvation. But at the same time, we cannot assume that people know or understand or have been exposed to really what. The, the the depth of the gospel and salvation is about. So these special issues at Easter and Christmas allow us to convey something of that. I mean, General Petals contributed an article, you know, his message in this, this issue, and he writes, Easter is not simply a remembrance of something that happened in the past, but as we celebrate it, we remind ourselves that the resurrection life is to be an everyday experience. You know, so... And then Commissioner Needham goes on to talk about how the people of Easter, at that first Easter, at the first resurrection, were awake. They were awakened by the reality of Christ's presence as a resurrected God within their presence. And he's calling us to be awake uh, today about this. Um, And then we have the, you know, Samuel Logan Brink represented who talks about the inclusiveness of the gospel and how Jesus doesn't belong to any political party or affiliation, but he is for everyone and his um, wisdom transcends what, what is superficial. So anyway, uh, I don't want to go <laughs> get on. A well, no, but we're, but we're staying on tack uh, task. I, I think that's, that's important. And, you know, we're speaking uh, a word into our country uh, our, and let's be honest, our country is divided, and um, sometimes our Christian brethren are not helping uh, in this issue or this this cause. I mean, we can have a whole podcast to talk about that, but we are in the Salvation Army. We are apolitical, and our mission is simply to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what I signed up for uh, some 40-plus years ago when I entered the training college. And I've been a privilege. It's been a great privilege to be associated with this magazine the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, having, even though my dad's mad at me that I don't have an article in this this particular issue, um, it, it's not about the byline. And we know that these gentlemen and ladies that have contributed uh, to this issue are people that follow and listen to the heartbeat of God. So uh, good job in in the, the editorial content. And we hope our, our listeners of the podcast will uh, check out uh, some of these these great articles uh, that that you've, you've you and the team have put together. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. And just, you know, the Army has been a bold representation of the gospel, not just in word, but in deed. Uh, and we get to convey that through our publications and through our um, online channels that Elizabeth helps us with. And, you know, the, art, the War Cry copies are available as in digital form in the current issue and in the archive form at thewarcry.org. And she does, Elizabeth draws attention to the content we have 
through social media. So our, our reach is hopefully expanding. But again, we're proud to uh, represent what the Army mission is all about. Yeah, and Elizabeth, I, I guess maybe I would direct a, a question to you here. Uh, how, how do you see what it is with your job that kind of enhances the work of the war cry? We're, we're sharing it to a new audience on the web. We're reaching new people, sharing uh, the good the good stuff. <laughs> and and what kind of stuff really resonates with people these days? Well, what name? we love Salvation Army history. That always resonates. But it's also really exciting to reach a new audience with the millennial content as well. So that's very exciting too. You know, I do have to bring up the, the issue. We try to represent... Um, what would you say, the gospel in, in art. And we struggle with that sometimes. It's not easy to deal with depictions of Jesus, etc. But in this issue, we've managed to find a, a, a solid artist for the cover, South Korean artist who has dedicated his life to the, um, to the, to portraying the gospel through his art. And we, he portrays the good shepherd, which is one fine description of, 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 the identity of Jesus. But then we also have a Rem, image by Rembrandt in this issue and by Gustave Doré. So um, there's some there's some interesting um, illustrations in there. But, you know, our public, I understand, might wince sometimes at, you know, depictions of Jesus in our, in our publications. We do our best and we're always open to ideas. Well, I know art is always very a very, very subjective um, sort of things. I, I Like if, if I could pick... My favorite uh, artist is uh, a 19th century artist out of London or England, John Constable, who just painted these great landscapes of the English, you know, countryside. And <clears throat> there's a there's a painting in the British Museum that I just I just love. It's it's a, it's a shepherd boy uh, picture, and I actually have a small print of it. I remember just sitting in front of it. Uh, and allowing that art to really speak to me. I know that always, Jeff, that, that always kind of sounds weird and mystical and everything else like that. But I think it's important for our listeners and readers to understand that we, we wrestle with uh, uh, what, what images that we, we put out because we know that sometimes the images don't necessarily uh, resonate well with people. Yes, and we've been encouraged to look, help readers see things in a new light or in a different perspective. So we're always trying to interpret graphically what we're saying in unique, um, fresh ways to, 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 you know, draw people into the content we're trying to share for their benefit. Because even, even when you're telling the Easter story, I mean, we could emphasize more of the, the, the imagery that's associated with the suffering and the pain of what uh, the son of God went through. Um, and, you know, the, the go glory, gory uh, kind of, um, you know, uh, well, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff, the rated R stuff, but I think we take the high road and we also uh, um, behind the scenes, we, we experiment too. I mean, I know that we experimented on the cover for this particular, we, we were looking at a different artist and, uh, I wasn't particularly happy with what I was seeing. You weren't happy with what, what, what our designers were seeing. And so we kind of went back and forth. I, I think it's just important that it's not, it's not happenstance that these images just kind of get plopped down. 
<laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of conscious effort in there. And I, I would just give a shout out to any designers out there, especially those who are, you know, with Salvation Army Roots to, you know, get in touch with us, let us know their work. I mean, you know, there's ph photographers out there and graphic designers that we would love to, uh, we do have a stable, we'd like to expand that stable of contributors. Yeah, and we're serious about that too. We, um, you know, Jeff, I'm, I'm all about new voices. And there's a lot of us that, I mean, I'd love to write and I, I would love to have a byline all the time, but we only have so many pages. And also some of our stalwart authors in the past, um, it, it's time to make room for, for new authors and make new stalwart authors down the road when you and I are well out of the way of, of all of this. So mm -hmm. we're very, very excited about it. Is there yeah. anything else that you wanted to bring to our attention about this particular issue, the Easter war cry issue? Just, uh, we hope that it, you know, can be shared and can be a, a, a key, a, a way in for people to just be reassured and to uh, grow deeper in their walk and to know that they're not alone. Well, we appreciate you taking a few moments of your day uh, to listen to our Fight for Good podcast. And that's going to conclude this episode. We ask that you subscribe to Fight for Good and, and become an ambassador of our podcast and also our sister broadcast from the youth department with captains Matt and Jamie Lee Satterley, the battle lines, which is a lot of fun. Jeff, they've invited me oh, to come good. on to their podcast. Oh, cause a ruckus. I will. I'm <laughs> going to come with my grumpy old man mask on and just say a lot of old man sort of things towards those youths. But we're excited about that podcast. We ask that it, it, you know, I know uh, the Saturdays put a lot of effort in that. And Elizabeth, Elizabeth sometimes joins the conversation, but because she's a lot, Elizabeth's a little more hip. So she's a little more connected to the yeah. youths yeah. Than, than you and I are. Yes, indeed. She but, tolerates us. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. I think yeah. you're super fun. Is, is it Good almost her? Advice. It's almost her evaluation, annual evaluation time. I'm a little suspect. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, super fun. I like the super fun. No lie. Well, the truth. Well, we hope all of you in our listening audience have a wonderful Easter season uh, and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We hope that you have made him your Lord and Savior in your life and that you're finding joy in your journey. We pray God's blessings over you and good health and fortune may be yours. And may you continue to share the love of Jesus. Take an Easter war cry with you. There's plenty of them out there. And keep spreading the word that he does live. Well, until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. 